Hello, happy Valentine's Day to you and yours. My name is Robert Mess, and welcome to MLS Aces, specifically the story of us. This is the fifth rendition of this series, and this one's a little bit different. Our guest is not American, but he covers American soccer from Leeds-ish England, and you'll find out where he's actually from. <laughs> I mean, he told me Leeds, but then he like he's actually in Middlesbrough, and he, no one really—he's in England. He, he's over there in England, hanging out, watching the Premier League, but also watching Major League Soccer very closely, and that's why we had him on. He is the runner of Major League Shocker MLS or MLS. Shocker, you know, on on the Twitter. I'll put it in the show notes for those that um, want to check it out. His name is Luke Beaumont. He is an Englishman covering the league from afar, watching all the games on Sky Sports. And it's, it was a fantastic conversation. Now, I must warn you, yes, we do have good quality audio for this one. This is after we got the new equipment. But since it's a, it was an international call so far away there's times in this interview where there is a bit of an echo skype is weird for i'm sure many of you use it and and know it's it's a very strange thing but that's why there's an echo is because there's an international call and it's so far away and and we had to make things work we had had to sacrifice a few things but very very good interview very interesting guy Uh, his accent's great if you, if you're, I mean, it, it's 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 strange, because I've done these interviews. I've done. You know, he was actually the 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 fifth one that I did, and you know, talking to four people beforehand, it was it's like okay, yeah, they're all American, but talking to talking to Luke, it was like, hey, let's 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 back up here. But this is a fantastic interview. I really hope you guys enjoy it. And without further ado, Luke Beaumont, as part of the story of us, I'm Violet Menace, and please do enjoy. Hello, I'm Elliot Menace, and this is the story of us. Joining me today is someone that is not exactly fitting the bill of maybe the story of us to its past guest, but he's, a, he's an American soccer fan nonetheless. The Englishman, Luke Beaumont, how are you? Good, thanks, Ryan. How are you? I am fantastic. Um, I, I just want to start off, yes, if you were listening to this, you notice he doesn't have he does have an accent. You're from Leeds-ish. England. Yeah, Leeds is is probably the closest city to where I am right now. But um, I, I live in Middlesbrough for university, so but as I say, Leeds. Even, even though you live across the pond from the rest of us, you're still a very much an American soccer uh, you know, supporter. Yeah. So I I, I want to start there. It's why why do you support MLS and like why why do you cover it so closely? Just. It's um, it's an interesting league, and uh, when I first started watching, it, it was really entertaining. But I get asked why I follow American soccer when you know I have the English Premier League here, and that is the most asked question that I get. And don't get me wrong, that I do follow the Premier League intensely. I have a season ticket for Huddersfield Town; it's our first season in the Premier League. But despite that, I've always followed the Premier League anyway. But um. I'd say entertainment-wise, MLS is on par with the Premier League. Not with quality. quality. Let's get that right. We all know that. Um, but yeah, it's just the entertainment value. What do you find entertaining about the league? 
just uh, the amount of goals it scored, which I found fascinating. Like defensively, when I first started watching it, it weren't great, and clubs leaked a lot of goals. And obviously, that's what we like about the sport. Right. But I, I, I just find it, and I'm perplexed by why, why would someone that has that quality of of football in their own country? I mean, especially the Premier League. Like the Premier League is one of the. It's probably the most entertaining league in the world. And it's one yeah. of the best quality leagues in the world with the big six teams running the show everywhere. But I want I want to know is it is it the parity that MLS has created where anyone can, can win the league like or, mm. as well as the goal score? But it, it's just really weird that someone would watch our league as well as the Premier League. Well, it is different. Like if you compare the Premier League. You know what you're going to get, like, apart from the Leicester like, uh, title winning side a couple of years ago, you know what's going to happen. You're going to get City, United, Chelsea, uh, Tottenham, Arsenal at the top end of the league. And it's always going to be the same, but with MLS, um, anyone can really win MLS Cup. So, and obviously, in England, we get teams, you know, like buying the league and that sort of thing. It doesn't really with the caps and all that sort of thing in American soccer, it it makes it more competitive, is what I'm trying to say. Right, right. Uh, so I, I want to kind of switch over to how you found the league. Like, what yeah. what channel did actually broadcast MLS, and, and where yeah. were you when you first watched the game? Well, Sky Sports are our biggest broadcaster here for sports, and they, well, they put two or three MLS games on on a weekend, and... One day, I literally just came home late, uh, got into bed, put the TV on, and I just saw like live football at like midnight, and I thought, live football, where's this? And then, obviously, it's MLS, it's, and I just watch it, and then that's where it started from. But it's it, it's usually Eastern Conference teams that Sky have like um, that pre- they prefer because obviously you know like the New York clubs in Orlando, right? Um, that's where British people go on holiday, so I'm assuming that's why they put those clubs on. And those are the first sort of teams I, I used to watch. Yeah, it's more of the markability to yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah to the British market. Um, what was the first game you watched? Like, what, what two teams? Um, that's a good question. That I think it it might have been a Hudson River derby, NYCFC and Rebels. Oh, that's a good game to start that? out on. <laughs> I think it was. Um, was it the seven nil? It might have been. When was the seven 0 That's a fantastic you know, game to start. Your MLS. When was that? That was. Uh, I can't remember. That's the first memory I have. But I don't think I don't know. If that's the the first game I watched. That was the really. 2016 season. Mm. Was, well, I think it might have been the year before I started watching, but I only used to watch on and off. But I started following it more regularly after that. So, I want to I want to know because you mentioned you have season tickets to Huddersfield. Yeah, I know. I know. On TV, it's, it's a whole different um, ball game compared to actually being there live. But what do you see from American environments compared to an English Premier League environment? Um, in terms of in the stands, I think it's it's um more catering for the fans like you know you, you have like your pyrotechnics over there which 
it's it's strange because if you're found with a pyrotechnic in England, you get a prison sentence. <laughs> but like that, it's actually, it's actually true. That's what happens. But um, you get a criminal record, the job lot. But in America, it's like teams come out from the tunnels and fans are the stands are letting off smoke bombs and all that sort of thing. And I just think, in terms of fans, you're way ahead of us in terms of having a better time and all that sort of thing. So you so you're saying we have we have more fun? Uh, yeah, I probably say that. Yeah, like I'm of the firm belief, and and I've been to a couple of MLS games. I've seen tailgates. I've been uh, around some very interesting people, and I think that that's the whole American idea. Is like sports are entertainment. Sports are somewhere we can go to have fun. Now, obviously, yeah. I I've never been to um, England or any of those. European countries to experience another another mm. sport in another country, but I just see a, a bunch of you know a bunch of fans going to a game as part of a a part of stuff that they just do. Like you you gotta go to the grocery store, you gotta go you know pay your rent, but you also have to go to the game. Like um, this is a an event in America. We make it we yeah. make it a big deal. It just um that that's that's what I see on on the American side of it, but obviously. I don't have yeah. um, I don't have the the comparison firsthand, both ways. Yeah, you're right. You know, tailgates is where you know the fans walk to the stadium. Isn't it? Is that what it is? Yeah, tailgates are outside in the parking lot. Um, you know, some fans go into the into the stadium for the game, but some or most of them actually stay outside. Yeah, that's what we're missing from our game, really, in terms of like fan groups. We should well, um, and. Like you say, like it's an event for Americans. They seem to be having more fun, whereas for us, some people, it's like a chore going to watch, you know, well, soccer. Um, especially like, say, if you look at like West Brom fans and Stoke fans this season, it's just a chore for them, isn't it? Like, they're not enjoying going to the games. It's, you know, like, it seems like Americans have a party, like an event, win, lose, or draw, enjoy it. But over here, it's just totally different. Yeah, I, I can see that via Arsenal Fan TV. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> great. A great way to compare it. But uh, I, I just want to know, you, you started the Major League Shocker account. I, I want I want to know the story behind that. Right. Well, I started university, and I'd, I study sports journalism. And at the start of my course, I was thinking, I, I need... I need something to, you know, make me stand out from other people and all that sort of thing. So I started my Twitter, my blog, and people were doing other things, you know, about the Premier League and all that sort of thing. But I thought, if I do the Premier League, I'm not standing out. So I was, I was trying to find a niche, and I thought, well, I've started watching Major League Soccer. Why don't I do something on that? It's like, there's nobody filling that market in the UK, like, trying to help it grow here. So, in terms of the name, I was just sat thinking, well, Major League Soccer, what rhymes with soccer and all that sort of thing, that's where it came from. And I applaud people like you, because the biggest thing here is trying to grow the game in America, but we forget about the international market. We forget about yeah. people needing to experience MLS, like, Obviously, you you guys have your domestic league down pat. Like, it's pretty good. Mm. But uh, 
some of those people who maybe don't want to watch the Premier League because their team is Stoke or or uh, Swansea. They want to they want to experience yeah. something else. They want to because I actually started watching the show on USA about this the Scott Scottish fellow who came to America and experiencing all thirty two NFL teams. Maybe they yeah. want that type of experience with MLS with the you know whether it be. They're coming at the same time as a expansion team, or they want a, an MLS, ex, you know, original team. They, yeah. they want something else besides the Premier League, and I think it's fantastic that you are growing the sport in the country that that you live in, because it, that's yeah. ultimately what everyone needs to do, whether you live in the United States or not. Uh, I think in the UK it is growing, like slowly but surely. But obviously, you used to have the perception that it was you know the retirement league and all that sort of thing but i think with the addition of teams you know like atlanta united like last season people are starting to take notice and thinking like wow players like joseph martinez and miguel almiron like younger players are going to mls and now it's more exciting rather than the retirement league that people consider it here right and you have guys like diego rossi who just signed for los angeles football club and and a guy that a guy that you can probably relate to, Jack Harrison, the the Englishman yeah. that plays winger for New York City. Like we have younger guys in the league that I like are. That. Like, sorry, I've been saying that um, Englishmen, like English play, young, young English players, should look at Jack Harrison and think, well, if I'm not getting a chance at say Man United or Man City, I'm never going to get in the first team. Why don't I go to America and use that growing platform to? Excel, right, and, and MLS is a fantastic league to grow in because. Oh, hundred percent. Look, look at um, like Jack Harrison's been spotted by England under twenty ones now. Right. I never thought that would have happened. Right, and I'm saying there, there's a connection between the Premier League and MLS because DeAndre Yedlin, the Seattle Sounders right back in the yeah. U.S. international, came over from. Seattle to Tottenham. Obviously, it didn't work out at Tottenham, so he went to Sunderland, and now he's uh, he won the promotion battle with Newcastle last year. And he's back in the Premier League. So, yeah. obviously, the Premier League clubs and you know, some of the smaller divisions in England they look over here for talent. That that's a given. There's already a relationship established. I just think that I think you're right that some of these younger English players that aren't getting chances with the bigger clubs should consider coming to MLS because yeah. We need the talent. We need the marketability of having this young English possible superstar come play for this club. So I think I think you're right. I think that's a very good idea. But um, I find it I find it interesting. Um, your your coverage of the league and your knowledge of the league has only expanded throughout this year. So I want to I want to know what keeps you coming back. Like I said, the, the entertainment and the league's growing and. Uh, I want to, like, maybe come over to America and work there, like, once I've graduated and that sort of thing. And I'm, I'm always learning, like, I'm, like, by no means I'm not an expert about Major League Soccer. Like, I'm learning all the time. And that's why I keep coming, because eventually I want to maybe, I don't know, be a reporter, a journalist, working on MLS. So that's why I keep coming back. Uh, and we would love to have international support from the from the journalistic community because I've seen I go to a lot of different MLS games especially Houston and I've noticed that yeah the only other 
country that cares about the uh, the MLS is is Mexico because one we have to play in the Champions League with them and two oh, yeah. the league the Mexican league is over so they have to have something to care about and fill content so I think it's fantastic to have international support in the media realm and I want I want to ask you as someone that supports such a big league watching us and in, in the Maybe not the fullest stadiums, maybe not the biggest stadiums in the world, but I, I want to know where do you think MLS is and the United States is on a global soccer scale? So, sorry, what was the last bit? I missed the last bit. Uh, I want to, I want to, I want to know where you think MLS and the United States as a whole is on the global soccer scale, comparing us to Serie A in Italy and Ligue 1 in. And just all those big leagues. What do you, what do you think MLS stands amongst those? Um, uh, I'd say it's, it's a lot better standard than uh, the French league. Obviously, well, that's a one horse one horse league, isn't it? Um, I'd say it's probably on on par with the Championship in England. I see similarities there. So you think MLS is just as good as the second division in England? Hundred percent, if not better, I'd say. Oh wow! I'd probably stand with MLS. If there was a league in between the Premier League and the Championship, that's where MLS would be. That's what I'd, I'd say. That's Especially cool. when you, you've got clubs like Atlanta United bringing in seventy thousand crowds and stuff like that. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's, that's pretty. It's not bad. <laughs> but uh, no, that's what I'd say. I'm impressed with that. I like that. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I just want to know. I just want to know from from your standpoint. MLS is it's here and it, it's it's great and it's 22 years old and the league is flourishing better than every uh, every other league before its time. I, I want to know. Do you think MLS has the potential to be one of the best leagues in the world at some point in time? Obviously, not anytime soon, but uh, at some point. Yeah, well, people forget that MLS is a, it's a young league, isn't it? Really, compared to Oh yeah, it's it's incredible. So, it's it's still growing. There's obviously new teams joining and stuff like that. And I think it can be. Bastian Schweinsteiger said it. Uh, but I think to improve and become a better league, I think now it needs to carry on bringing these young players in. You know, like what I've been doing with in South America, Atlanta have been bringing in. You know the Miguel Almiron, and now they're after uh, Ezekiel Barker. Is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah. So signings like that, one of the best players in South America, are going to improve the league rather than bringing in, like, you know, the payloads and stuff like that. So they aren't going to really improve the league. They might increase the club's shirt sales and all that sort of thing, but quality-wise, in the long term, it's not really going to work. But what? What? how do you... Okay. Since since we're going down that route, how do you feel about them bringing in a you know a thirty three year old thirty four year old Neymar or a you know Cristiano Ronaldo for a couple seasons or Robert Lewandowski coming to LAFC in a few years? Like, what do you think of still having the big name players that's going to make your club more marketable and and sell shirts? Yeah, that's obviously important, but I think you need to be careful. Like Ronaldo would be great because obviously. Well, I don't think he's the best player in the world. I'm a Messi fan, but he's obviously up there. Um, 
But I think with the older players, you need to be careful. Like, you need to stick with the David Villas, the players that um, are coming to America for a career move rather than a holiday. You know, like with players like Perlo who came and didn't really set the league alight. But obviously, um, David Villas, well, doing what he's doing. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's very important to note that the the growth has has definitely been through the Romain Alessandrini's and the Miguel Admiral and yeah. Joe Martinez. But I think people recognize the LA Galaxy because of David Beckham and of Robbie yeah. Keane and Landon Donovan and all the great players that's played there, and that's why they have five MLS Cups. But I, I think it's I think it's very very important to keep your your average you know player that you buy. For over ten million dollars, I think it's important to keep that below twenty, uh, twenty-five. You know, yeah. Just because this league needs talent. Yeah, big names are great, but talent is what really keeps this league going. Yeah, that's what help help league like improve quality-wise and long-term. Right, and that's and that's helped out Orlando with Kyle Aaron being yeah, yeah. the star striker that he is, and obviously he's going to get sold to you know some team in Germany or England or you know one of those teams, but. Yeah. The Premier League has shown, shown you know how they do it. Like uh, Gabriel Jesus is yeah. a promising young prospect, and he's how old is he? Like twenty one, twenty two? Early twenties, yeah. Yeah, he's like he's early twenties. Oh yeah, he's really young. Yeah. And he was considered the next next um, Ronaldo, wasn't it? the Brazilian Ronaldo. Right. And uh, Marcus Rashford for Manchester United. Obviously, he's had a, a brilliant start to his young career. Like, those guys are the model of what MLS needs to get. Obviously, we're not going to get those guys because they play for Manchester United. Like, Rashford's in the squad every week. That's so, why players like Barker would be, like, a big statement. Because that's a player who probably could come to the Premier League now, but he wants to go to America, doesn't he? So, that's right. a, a, a big sign, isn't it? So... Uh, it's always interesting to hear, you know, outsiders' perspective on the league and and what what people need to do to make this league profitable and make it prosper for so many years. But I, I just want to know who's been your favorite team to watch in this league. That's a tough question. Um, I'll give you one from. Each conference. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair um, enough. Um. Well, I like I like a few. It's hard. This in Leeson, I probably say Atlanta United last season. Um, they reminded me of basically Tottenham Hotspur here because you've got that um, you know Pochettino and oh my god, Tata Martino. Like they're sort of similar. And that's obviously why Anton Walks went on loan there last season. They play a similar style. And I think that attacking approach is, is so good to watch. And with the amount of goals they scored last season, it talks for itself. And um, But on the opposite end, I like um, Sporting Kansas City. I thought they're a bit, a bit of the opposite, a lot more defensive-minded. But yeah, I like watching both of them. Now, <laughs> Sporting Kansas is a little, little off the track for most people's favorite Western Conference team. But I, well, I liked him when um, Dom, Dom Dwyer played there. Oh yeah, Dom Dwyer. Big, big fan of Dwyer, but obviously yeah. he's at Orlando now. Yeah, he came home. He came home. 
came, came back, back home to Orlando. Orlando. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it it brings up an interesting an interesting thing there. Who's been one of your favorite players in this league? Favorite players, because um, there's a lot of really really good ones. There's a lot, there's a lot of um, choice in there. I like Armiron. I'm gonna sound like an Atlantis fan, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I really like Armiron. Um, it's just it's someone that I could see at like a Barcelona or someone like that. It's just really talented, and I think. Uh, yeah, I just love watching Armiron. Jack Harrison. Obviously, a big fan of the Englishman. Uh, there's so many to choose from, but yeah, I'd probably go with them too. Do you have any MLS? as well? Yeah, yeah. Da- David Villa. Yeah. <laughs> he's, so, he's, uh, he's incredible. Do you have any MLS shirts? No, no, that's the thing. But I might, I'm going to start collecting them, I think. Now, now do, do people... people... You know, you know, poke fun, fun at you for supporting, quote-unquote, soccer instead of, you know, calling it you know, football. And <coughs> when talking about MLS or uh, America, yeah. do, how much how much crap do you get for that? Um, well, I tend not to say soccer here, but if I'm talking to you or guys in America, I've got to, obviously, if I start talking, saying football and stuff to you, it's a bit disrespectful. Because you've got your own spot over there, haven't you? So, but saying soccer over here, it's like I don't know. It gets laughed at a bit. Right now, I try. I try to do the same. Like if I'm ever to go to London and go to a, a Tottenham Hotspur match, you bet I'm saying football and and touchline and and pitch. Like I I'm going to be respectful of the culture I'm in. But I've noticed that you know, hearing other other Englishmen speak about, about Major League Soccer and they just, they kind of like, they get to Major League and they kind of laugh a little bit and say soccer or they talk about, you know, pitches and we, like we say fields and, and boots and, 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 and cleats and stuff like that. It's like, it's weird. We, we play the same, yeah, we play the same game, but we speak way two different languages. It's like we say, um, what's like changing rooms, you say locker rooms and that sort of thing. Yeah. And it's just trying to, change the vocabulary with who you're talking to right well, it's like stuff like um, saying the mls that's like looked down upon over there isn't it oh i mean i i figured it's just mls but i mean i'm not gonna throw a fit if someone calls it the mls <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna scream and yell at you no but i've seen it a bit on twitter like, i've had to snap out of it a bit yeah, even even americans do that though what, the it, MLS? Yeah, yeah, they say the MLS because I guess it just rolls off the tongue better because we call it, it the yeah, it, it, it yeah. Just roll off the tongue like, like we say like the, the Premier League or the Championship, like, and then you say the MLS. But the Major League Soccer it doesn't make sense, does it? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, then we, I mean, we say in, the in the Major League Soccer. You say yeah. in Major League Soccer. Don't you? We say the NFL, like the National Football League, and that makes sense. And yeah, yeah, the, the National Basketball Association, like it, it makes sense when we say the other things. Yeah. But like Major League Baseball and Major League Soccer, you say the in front of it, it just doesn't make any sense. So I was, yeah, I I, I completely appreciate the respect of you know calling it soccer and saying Major League Soccer and MLS instead of the MLS. And, it still feels weird though, in all honesty. Oh, yeah, soccer, but it's something I've I've got to try and get used to. Right, and it feels weird to me to say football. I've gotten used to it over the last couple of years. Yeah. But, 
Um, yeah. It's just a huge culture difference. It is. It's just different terms, really. And and what do you what do you like about the American soccer culture? Because you obviously seem to be sticking around for it. Yeah, I, I'm dying to experience it. To be honest with you, Cause it, it looks great when you see the tailgates and you know the pre-match parties and all that sort of thing. Just it seems like you're more into it than us. It's I don't know. Just the whole match day experience seems a lot more fun over in America. Uh, and we, I, I guess it goes back to the point we, that we make it an event. We don't have, um, I, I guess a lot of people don't get to experience that every week because America is such a large country and these stadiums are only so big that people can't get that ticket every week or people can't, you know, can't have that moment because like our teams are very far apart. Like Orlando is very, very far from Seattle. <laughs> And oh, yeah, I think yeah, the yeah. I think the closest team to Orlando is Atlanta, and those are you know ten hours apart. So, so I think that's that's why people kind of filter in and out, and they make it an event. Like, how far is really Arsenal from Tottenham? It's like ten minutes, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably like ten minutes on the tube, something like that. Yeah, like then then Chelsea's not that far away. Then you have like all the teams that are compacted in that small little space in downtown London. It's like where I am in the north, we have like, well, in Yorkshire where I am, it's, we have Huddersfield and Leeds next to each other. We have like Huddersfield, Leeds, Man United, Man City, Liverpool, all within like an hour's distance of each other. Exactly. Like people can get a ticket to any place that they want. And, and such large stadiums between like, especially the big six teams, like yeah. it's so easy to go there and then people just go there because that's part of their culture. And that's part of their environment. I think here it, it comes down to we have probably just as big a stadiums as you guys, but very, very far from each other. Obviously, New York and New York and the two Los Angeles football clubs are not that far from each other, but we don't have six teams in, in like an hour. No, that's only downfall for in MLS is just with travel. And like, how do fans get to away games and stuff like that? When they travel, like, fly? They fly, or if it's, like, let's just say the Galaxy are going to play San Jose, they'll probably take a, a bus along with the team. Yeah. It's some, something like that. But if it's if we're going from, like, L.A. to New York, they're, they're taking a plane. Like, it's so hard to follow your team away from home, isn't it, in America? Oh, it's it's It's, it's almost it's awful. impossible. It must cost a fortune. Yeah. Like, and I'm a like I'm a satellite fan of Orlando. I support Orlando City because we came in to the league at the same time, and and mm. you know they had Kaká, the the one of the players I knew as a casual soccer fan before I really got invested in this league. Uh, they had the purple, they owned it, they played in the Citrus Bowl, they would sell out. They had this raucous environment, and I I came became a friend of Orlando, but I've never been to an Orlando City game because I live 14 hours away in Louisiana. So I think that's yeah. one of the downfalls of having such a large country. Yeah, is not, not getting to experience your favorite team, I, and I think that's a that's why England's success with you know ticket sales and and shirt sales is so so good. And plus, that's you know like we talked about ingrained in your culture. Mm. But it's definitely been an inter- interesting conversation to hear from you. Um, I'm I'm sorry we didn't get this on sooner. Oh no, it's just been a bit of a nightmare trying to organize it with the time difference and 
different things coming up and all that sort of thing. So. But we're, we're really happy you made time. One thing we can't allow you to do is leave without going through the lightning round. The lightning round is five to seven random questions about uh, anything. So it's completely random. So what, you need to answer. <laughs> no, not even soccer related. All right. So ten seconds or less. Let, let's try. Let's try to do this. Yeah, most people are. It's okay. <laughs> All right. So, what's your favorite kind of sandwich? Um, cheese. <laughs> what is one food you cannot bring yourself to eat? Pineapple on pizza. <laughs> <laughs> As a child, what did you wish to become when you grew up? A footballer. Well, a soccer player. Apologies. It's, it's, it's good. It's good. Our, our audience is pretty educated. Um, if you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you be? Uh, that's a good one. Um, TJ from Recess. <laughs> they have that over there. Yeah, I grew up watching that. That was uh, my childhood. That, that was, was great. great. That, was that was so great. great. Um, <laughs> what's your least favorite American word? Oh. Uh, sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> what, do what do you guys call, call it? A pavement. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a cultural thing. It's just so different. Oh, it's so great. Okay, so y'all, I believe you guys call the bathroom the loo. Is that right? Or the toilet. It's just toilet? People, some people do say, like, loo. But I say toilet. Or bathroom. Or bathroom, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, it's, man, culture's weird. It's so weird. But if you could represent Great Britain in the Olympics, what sport would you compete in that is not... Soccer slash football. Um, the hundred meter sprint. <laughs> Even though I'm in about a minute. <laughs> you going up against you, Usain Bolt? I won't have a chance, but I'd like to have a go. <laughs> Man, we really appreciate you coming on, making time. This has been fantastic. I appreciate you guys at MLSS for having me on. It's been great. I'm very excited for this interview to come out. Obviously, this is the fifth episode of the story of us yeah. and i'm i'm very very excited me too thanks for having me on you got it man